Would you like to know about the place on Tasmania's east coast that the lonely planet calls one of the world's hottest destinations? Well, keep listening and all will be revealed. But first, we start in St Helens on George Bay, which is the game fishing capital of Tasmania and where we had one of the best meals with the best views we've ever had. Then we take you with us to the famous Lonely Planet location of Binalong Bay and the Bay of Fires. We describe just how spectacular this area is with its white powder sand, beautiful blue water and fire orange rocks and boulders. Lyle shares just how those boulders get their colour. And after St Helens, we drive to Bishano, which is best known for its penguins, fish and chips and, of course, the blowhole. We tell you about some of the amazing wineries you can visit in this area and one of our all-time favourites. And finally, we share the most spectacular views of Oyster Bay and the world-famous Wine Glass Bay in Freycinet National Park. We tell you about the hikes you can do and the superb luxury accommodation nestled in the trees right on the edge of Oyster Bay. Listen to the end where you hear what a stupid mistake we made at Freycinet Lodge and the pretty horrible reason Wine Glass Bay got its name. Enjoy episode 48 as we continue our lap of Tasmania. Cheers! And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Leanne. And I'm Lyle, and this is the travel podcast for beach-loving, wine-drinking couples over 50. So if that sounds like you, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax and listen as we go travelling the world one wine at a time. Cheers. Good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Leonita. Here we are um, back in the podcast studio to bring you the next part of our road trip around Tasmania. And um, if you haven't listened to the previous ones, you know, go back and and have a listen to them. We started way back in in Hobart and we've made our way uh, now in this episode to St Helens on the east coast of Tasmania and we left the Tamar Valley which was how far did we drive? Yeah it went from Tamar Valley to St Helens is 175 kilometres. Now it does take a little bit longer you think oh that's only a couple hours but the roads are um, a little bit windy and yeah. pretty scenic and and so you know you you need to allow enough time. To, yeah to without do that. stops you're probably looking at about two and a half hours. Really. Sure yeah. Um, St Helens is the largest town on the northeast coast of Tasmania. So we got there pretty um, pretty early and um, I'll tell you about the motel we got to in a minute. But, yeah, so we, why do we choose St Helens? Probably because it's the main town on the east coast, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think we you got recommended by... And it's a gateway John to and some and of the... Gay. Gay. And it's yeah. a gateway to some of those places that we wanted to, to go and have a have a look at. So, sure. So yeah, so, what, so what's the uh, the history and, and, and all the info about St Helens? Yeah, well, St, St Helens is located on George's Bay. Beautiful bay. Yeah, it's known for its uh, game fishing. Um, It's basically known as the capital. uh, The game fishing fishing capital capital of Tasmania. Uh, The town has a major fishing fleet, which is sponsored by uh, the boat building, uh, ship chandlery businesses, and obviously tourism. Yeah, because everywhere you look in. St Helens, it, it is on that bay, and there's just ships and, and yeah. little wharfs, and yeah, you can yeah, you can actually walk around George's Bay, um, which which I did, not not all, like up you know like up and around, which was a nice little way to look back at the city. Sorry, go on. Yeah, um, the for the game fishing, the highly prized species include yellowfin, tuna, mm, yeah, striped marlin, yes, striped tuna, Yum. and maca mako shark. Um, now, I had a quick look on what it currently is to go out 
for the game fishing for the day. It's about $400 per person. And you do need a fishing licence if you're over 14. So, um, but, but that would include everything. You know? Oh, yeah, that yeah. includes lunch, yeah. tea, coffee, um, yeah, all the, gear, all the fishing bait, gear, yeah. everything like that. Sure. So really, you know, for a day's outing, it's basically, yeah. and especially if you're keen, yeah. um, I think that's pretty good value. Now, St Helens was first used as a whaling station in the early 19th century. When tin was discovered in the surrounding area in the 1870s, St Helens became the shipping port for the mines. The town was named after St Helens, Isle of Wight. Mm. The first Europeans to explore the St Helens area was Tobias Furneaux. He was actually French, who sailed up the coast in 1973. He named the southern point of George's Bay St Helens Point. Tin was discovered uh, at Blue Tier in 1874. Suddenly, the port and the routes to the tin mines were awash with miners. Um, they say there was, a, you know, about a, over a thousand Chinese moved through that port. Listen, that guy's name, Furno. Yeah. Is that the name of the award-winning um, Chardonnay? Oh, it might be. Might be. Yeah. Might, hey, um... don't, don't, we can't leave too much. The silence there. We we're live. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, that's, yeah. Where was what? Why was that? That was the one that won all the 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 best Chardonnay in the world or something. That's Remember? right. That's yeah. right. I yeah, thought yeah. you said it was Ferno. Anyway, sorry, I chucked that a bit of a um. What did they call that? A, a, a spanner in the works there. You sorry, did. You sorry. did. You <laughs> did. You <laughs> did. train of thought. Sorry, yeah, darling. But I think that was basically in wasn't it in Margaret River. I think. Oh, you're right. Okay. I think it was. I think, let's look, yeah, you know, let's just forget all of that, guys. It was a bit bit of a stretch there, yeah, but yeah. that doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but on. one of the reasons why you wanted to, to go and we were recommended is because of the beautiful beaches. And so not far out of St Helens. It's not a far drive at all. You sort of get to, to the, the township mm. and then you drive out to, uh, I suppose you go north, but it's yeah. only about 10, 15-minute drive. To Binalong Bay. Okay, well, before we do that, mm. can we go back to St Helens because I want to talk about where we stayed okay. and, um, yeah, and, and where we ate there. I just, yeah, if we can do that. Okay. Right so we stayed at the Queechy Motel. Yes, we And did. it was, as you come into town, it's, before you get into the main part of um, St Helens, it was just there on the left. And we stayed in a, what they call a water view or a sea view room. And um, it was it was really cheap, you know, um, less than one hundred and fifty bucks for the night. We only, were, only yeah, I think it was night. about one hundred and twenty six. Mm. And it was really funny because we got there early. And um, normally, when you get places early, they can be a bit, you know, well, it's not time to check in yet and stuff. But the the um, there was an older couple that were running the place. He was very happy that we got there early because yeah, he, we were the only check-in for the day. Yeah, and uh, he wanted to go down to the RSL club. So yeah, the yeah. sooner we checked in and, and he said, if there's any problems, don't ask me, I won't be here. You yeah, know, um, it's all, it's all talk, her fault. <laughs> talk to the boss, which was his wife. So he yeah. was actually a bit of a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether he was going down to the RSL for a bet or a beer. I wasn't sure. Probably but, both. Anyway, but he so, had a great personality. So what we did was we, we dumped our bags and because it was such a beautiful day, wanted to go for a bit of a, a wander. So as I was saying earlier, there's like a, we've got to cross the main sort of road into town and then there's a, a lovely little track. Um, and I've got some, a photo of, of the track around the um, George's Bay. 
you know, just wandered around there and looked at the, the little jetties and the boats and the houses on the, you know, looking over the water and, and, and stuff. And then when you turn around to come back, you're looking at the little village. You can see the village and um, oh, the wharf area. And on the wharf area, there's um, some well-known restaurants and there's a um, the fish and chip shop, which is everybody's favourite apparently. Um, but we went to the, uh, for dinner, the wharf Bar the wharf, bar and kitchen. And the reason we chose that was it was right on the water. They specialise in seafood, obviously, and the views. Well, actually, if you remember, I didn't want to go there originally. Yes. And I think part of the reason was because it also had a takeaway area and I sort of went to the assumption that, you know, a, you know, a restaurant with a takeaway or maybe not. But then the place that we chose that I wanted to go to, that wasn't open that night. Mm. So we went to the wharf bar and kitchen. Yes. And uh, I would say I was speechless how good the meal was. Yeah, it was. Um, and we got a table, we you know, like um, at, right at the front and it's and it's floor to ceiling glass. Yeah, that basically overlooks St George's Bay. Is it yeah. St George? Uh, well, George's Bay, yeah, St yeah, George's yeah. Bay. Yeah. Uh, um, depends where you come from. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but seriously, um, absolutely cannot speak more highly of oh. the Wharf Bar and Kitchen, a beautifully appointed restaurant so overlooking nice. the bay yes. with floor. Yeah, I said that to ceiling to glass. To ceiling yeah. glass, and we were right on the edge, weren't we? Yeah, and you could see all the boats and, and the you know fish in the water. And I have I have a really nice um, video of that and photos on on our website at beachtravelwine.com and um, go to the show notes for episode 48, which is this one, to, to see those. And also um, on our Instagram at beachtravelwine.com at the story highlights to Tasmania and you'll see the, the videos there. Now, the thing that about this place is there's basically oyster farms next to the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called um, at least 65 oysters mm. and um, they're just, you know, so well uh, known in Tasmania. In yeah, 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 they're just unbelievable. We couldn't believe the size of them, how, you know, uh, creamy they were. They were just magnificent. And on the menu they had like six styles. Yeah. They had and there were six chilled and there were six... Oh, I thought um, it was three bits. Okay, six of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, no, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Yeah. yeah, you get three chilled and three cooked. Um, so you get like the little tasting platter, which is what I think I had. Yeah, yeah. so it was, that's right. You yeah. did. Yeah, you did. I, I yeah. love them. I love oysters anywhere they come. I just, I love them so sure. much. Sure, yeah. so. And that was like a really good start to the meal. Yeah. yeah. But and, then. But then um, I read, and I had never had, Mm. Uh, Luxa. Luxa before, and um, and I, you know, whenever we're on holidays, I always, I don't know, I'm more inclined to try things that I hadn't had be, had before. Anyway, there was a seafood Luxa uh, on the menu, and as I said, I'd never had it before. Um, oh my god! Well, the, the waitress actually recommended. I think it was the special of the day, or you know, like so, yeah, and. Yeah, I had it as well, and it's we still we still talk about it as one of the nicest meals we've ever had. You know, so the oysters were like the the precursor, and then this laksa. Oh my gosh, it was you know with the, with so we're eating this this laksa, which is the creamiest. You know, the the sauce was just you know perfect, 
with the background view of the sun setting, you know, over the bay with those, the glass, um, you know, floor to ceiling glass. It was just superb, wasn't it? Yeah. And I've got a funny feeling we were probably having a very, very nice East Coast cool climate wine. Definitely were. Besides the seafood um, and the beautiful bay at, at St Helens, the probably the main reason, well, most people go there, but we, we went there was because of the world-famous, basically, Binalong Bay and Bay of Fires, right? Correct. Yeah, so um, tell us a bit a, a bit about that because even uh, Lonely Planet have mentioned the old... Um, That's true, Lynn. ...the Bay of Fires, haven't That's they? true. <laughs> the Lonely Planet names the Bay of Fires as one of the world's hottest travel destinations. Mm, mm. So, um, so you drive from St Helens North to Binalong Bay. It's a little yeah, town, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And within that... Benalong Bay is the, the beginning of the Bay of Fires. Bay of the Fires. So the, the Bay of Fires extends from Benalong Bay to Easy Stone Point. Look, the with clean white beaches, clean, blue, yeah. clean white beaches, yeah. blue water and granite rock. Yeah. And splashed with yes. orange. Lichen. Lichen, because I call it lichen, but Lance calls it lichen. Uh, the Lonely, as I said, the Lonely Planet, they basically uh, named it as one of the hottest destinations. Look, it is beautiful. Yeah, and once again, I've got beautiful photos on our website, um, beachtrywine.com, uh, episode 48, I think this one is. <laughs> I get so confused. Anyway, um, but, yes, I couldn't stop taking photos of, firstly, you know, the beach there at Binalong Bay, which all these houses look over, which is you know, like I know everyone says the whitest sand, but it literally is. And then the beautiful, beautiful blue water is just um, just stunning. You know, you could look at it all day and the sand's so fine and beautiful. And then you sort of turn your head and you sort of see the beginning of these big rocks and they're, they're huge big boulders, right? Like, they're, right. yeah, there's not, um, yeah, they're not little pebbles. We're talking massive boulders and some are just, you know, ordinary coloured and then right next door, are these photos with this bright, fiery orange um, colour, almost covered the whole, covering the whole rock, isn't it? So that's and that's the the lichen, lichen, whatever you want to call it, niche. Now, do you know what lichen is? Um, like, uh, yes, I do. Um, it's, you were you were when we were talking <laughs> about know. this earlier, land singing like a virgin. <laughs> anyway, but that's that's okay. I was. Um, I know it's singing um, um, when we were talking about been a long day. I was saying been a long day, been a long day, <laughs> and I, I begged him not to sing, and um, for obvious reasons. Yes, but okay. anyway, let's well quickly tell people so, so we can uh, move on. Now, to the... lichen <laughs> are a complex life form that is a symbiotic mm. partnership of two separate organisms. The fungi and the algae. So that's what it is. Now, and as you... you said, it was basically it's the seaweed that yeah. changes the colour. So aren't you glad, listeners, that you you know now it's symbiotic? Hey? Symbiotic, yep. Yeah. And um, and activities in this area. There's camping, boating, bird washing, fishing, swimming, bird surfing. Washing. Bird. <laughs> what did I say? Bird washing. <laughs> If you want, I mean, you can you wash can it. it. You can catch, yeah. If you can catch one, you can wash it. Um, fishing, swimming, surfing, walking. Look, but how big's the um, uh, the Bay of Fires? It like it like it stretches quite an area, doesn't it? So it goes from Binalong Bay 
Yeah, and to, it's to what? What did um, you say? Um, Eddie to... Stone Point. Right. Okay. So it, well, the, look, none of it's that big, but it is. Look, the actual place itself is so unique. It it's, is. It, it is glorious, and look. One of the things that sort of got me about Tasmania, you probably, if you've listened to all these podcasts on Tasmania, you, the population mm. is so small. Mm. Like, as I said, yeah. in St. Helens, it's 2,200. Um, so everything's yeah. so unspoiled. Well, and I did, when we did drive up around um, the Bay of Fires, um, our friends gave us a little, or John gave us some little spots to actually drive into. So, you know, you can... There's the main sort of areas where you can stop and have a wander. But he gave us some little, um, yeah, as I said, spots and you take the road and you go down a little bit and you find some people sort of camping on, you know, like around the beach area. And, and yeah, so we sort of wandered and we just saw, like, you've got the, the white, white sand, the the blue water and then these, you know, boulders with this hot orange colour, you know, and and sort of trees sort of hanging over the water as well. Like it was just spectacular. I was really, I just couldn't, as I said, couldn't stop taking photos of it. Just absolutely stunning, wasn't it? And you're there by yourselves. There by ourselves. There's no yeah. one else there. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So, sure. look, there's another, there's another, I suppose, attraction you could call it. Um, it's only, there's a waterfall, isn't there? Yeah, there's yeah. a waterfall. It's uh, St. Columbia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's not. Um, so, no, so. You, it's not Columbia, so Columba Falls. It's only about a 30-minute drive and it's a 90-metre fall. Now, quite, and it's actually in or close to Bayangana. And now Bayangana Dairy Company, um, they say they've They're got the some cheeses, of the cheeses. Yeah, they've got the cheeses yeah. and they say they're some of the best cheeses in Queensland. So uh, not in Queensland, in Tasmania. <laughs> Tasmania. So, so you um, can go and do the hike. Yeah, if and you then want, go and the do the tasting. And, and do the cheese tastings up yeah. there. Yeah. Although we didn't do that, um, I'm sorry we didn't because yeah. I think that would have been another. But we were still, we only stayed there in, in uh, St. Helens overnight. Yeah. Um, but look, between the game, you know, being famous for its game fishing and famous for its. Uh, the seafood and also the nature and there. And the Bay of Fires, sure. look, definitely worth an overnight. Well we, well, we said that we'd go back. And stay there, I remember. And a lot of people go from St Helens to inland from there to a little town called, area called Derby. And that's where they have some of the best um, mountain bike tracks in, in Tasmania. We've got some friends that go there every year to, to do that. It's not our thing, but that's where you can you can head from St Helens inland to do that. So in the town itself, it's quite bustling and busy, you know, and you do see the vehicles with the bikes on the back. Yeah, and, sure. You, you know, like there's people hiking too. There's a lot of, you know, backpackers with their hiking gear on. It's it's a, it's a real little hub, isn't it, that, that St Helens area? And then there's obviously people that just have their motorhomes and they're just driving around to find the, you know, you can back up and open your doors and look over the beautiful um, the Bay Area and the rocks and that sort of thing, can't you? St George's Bay. Or George's Bay, which, you know, St George. Yeah, I think once you get we're, there, we're, you're not going to be confused which one it is because there's only one there. So. Yeah, but what it's called is um, the thing. But, you know, because it is so beautiful, you, you, they probably sainted it. Did they, did yes, they, that, yeah. that can, canonized. <laughs> is that the word canonized? canonized so, yes. Is there anything else you want to tell us about um, Binalong Bay and the Bay of Fires? No, we've, we've covered everything. No, I think. Um, uh, but you can stop along all the way along, and little there's little stop areas that you can stop and have a look, and 
uh, wander off the road a little bit and take lots of photos as as I said I did so yeah go and go and check out the, those photos on our website after our amazing meal in St Helens and our day exploring the, the Bay of Fires and the, the little town area we then got up and we were heading our final destination was uh, Freycinet and Coles Bay which we'll tell you about in a little while but on the way we went uh, to Bichonneau. Now, Bichonneau, St Helens to Bichonneau is um, oh, 75 kilometres, so it's not not too far. Um, nice Just and, enough time to buy a coffee in Bichonneau. Yeah, but you know we're quite um, yeah exactly. It's it, it's a good it's a good little stop and obviously scenic, beautiful um, along the way as well. But we went to Bishno, yes, to, to have a stop, buy coffee, have a little explore because we'd heard um, some really nice things about this little town, hadn't we? So um, it's, it's going to tell you about the blowhole in a minute. But what, when we got there, was it was just, um, yeah, we were quite um, yeah, happy, look, weren't we? Yeah, no, Bishno, again, just another beautiful, beautiful, untouched yeah, uh, coastal town on the yeah. east coast of Tasmania, just magnificent. Total population nine hundred and fifty. Okay. So again, you know, it's that's a pretty constant throughout yeah. all the podcasts that we've been saying. Uh, look, the history. Yeah. Uh, coal was discovered in eighteen forty eight. In uh, eighteen fifty four, the harbour yeah. was extended to provide port facilities for the coal mining. Mm, okay. At Denison River. Denison River, okay, yeah. Uh, the coal was transported to the port via a five kilometre horse drawn tramway. I bet you that didn't last long. It was short lived <laughs> with the discovery of gold in Victoria. Yeah, so they all. Um, they so did... basically, yeah, Off they all, went. The, all the residents, they departed, they yeah. went to search for gold, so yeah. in Victoria. But now, though, it's. Um... You know, it's a, a pretty famous area for fish and chips, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously. On the being, water. Being on the water and yeah. that sort of thing, so the fresh fish. So, yeah, yeah. Um, fishing is the lifeblood of the town with substantial quantities of crayfish, abalone, scallops and trevally. Um, many tourists enjoy the fish and chips at the waterfront near the boat ramp. It's making me hungry well, and, right. I, and I haven't even had breakfast yet. Uh, there's also um, visitors are also attracted to the little penguin colony yeah. on adjacent uh, Diamond Island. Now, you can either walk or drive there. It's not far. No, um, but that's one of the things people say going to Bishano to see the penguins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you basically Another go spot. to Red Bill Beach. Yeah. It's about a 10-minute walk uh, to Diamond Island. So um, obviously mm. depending on the, the tides and that sort of thing, um, but you've just got to be careful over there. Um, they say you're best off to walk on the rocks mm -hmm. so that, you know, you're not standing on uh, penguin... Um, colonies. Colonies, you know, yeah. they're, they're little houses. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure what they call them. <laughs> little, little houses. But, you know, where they live, where colonies, they're, they're yeah. rocks or, yeah, they're rocks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, apparently uh, we didn't try that but because um, we weren't there at the time mm. that they would have come back from their, yeah, they come um, back every night from the sea. Yeah, yeah, from the sea. Yeah, but they say that that's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, yes, but what we did go to see was the blowhole. Leanne had this idea that she just wanted to go and see this blowhole. Anyway, and and look, it, it is impressive. Well, it's not just me. It's you know most people know Bishano for a the penguins, b the seafood, and c 
the blowhole. So, um, yeah, I wanted to. It's just um, out of town. Yeah, look, it's um, at the end, the southern end yeah. of the Esplanade yeah. uh, in Bichino. Uh Look, basically what happens is obviously the water comes in from mm. the ocean. It doesn't have to be too rough and it hits inside and there's a hole in the granite yeah. and it just jets the water out. It does. And uh, it's very impressive. Lyle's just done um, the hand signals of that and yeah. I, I wish I had. Here, <laughs> if you were here, you'd understand it, uh, but you're not, so I'll... Uh. Uh, I'll land, have to maybe look at doing videos. Just take the opportunity to take the piss, well, but no, that's okay. I just love the way it just the water just shot out like that. That's yeah, I'm I'm that's amazing. Um, but, but Leanne, to give Leanne credit, she did get some great videos. I did, and yes. also the photos, some beautiful photos. Yeah, the photos are on our website at beachtrawine.com, um, episode forty eight, and yeah, there's videos on on Instagram as as well. I got it just as it as it came out. I thought I did pretty well actually the what the photos on the website there's nothing there's a little bit there's a bit more and then there's the whole bit i think i did like a, a pretty good snapshot of of that um so if you love blowholes bishino is a great place to go however my favorite part of bishino well, yes. was the farm shed east coast wine center yeah that's now that's writing town yep. basically yeah. um well actually it's on just as you start to drive out of town and um, it's open daily from 10 to 4. Uh, it's $12 for five tastings. Uh, excellent venue for tasting East Coast wines from small wineries. Because not all the wineries have tasting Salad doors, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, from a range of local vineyards. It's great if you don't have time to stop at lots of wineries on your trip. So, mm -hmm. you know, that I, that's a must. Um uh yeah. as long as you've had breakfast first yes. i would imagine uh but that yeah it's a great that, idea though isn't it a fabulous idea because so, in someone... all the wines as i said we haven't i keep saying in all the stuff i say and do we haven't had a bad tasmanian wine ah, no, so no, 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 you know no. you're not going to be you're not going to be sorry and, and you're supporting the smaller local um growers as well yeah now when we left um the lovely bichino and we left the blowhole behind uh, we only had to travel about 16 minutes to Frassinet Vineyard. Now, that's open seven days and it's open from 10 to 5. Look, we love Frassinet wine. Mm. Um, our, one of our favourites is Wine Glass Bay, mm. the Sauve Blanc. Um, yes. Now, the mm -hmm. Jeff and Susan Ball mm -hmm. cleared the site in 1978, planted the first vines in 1979, establishing the first commercial commercial winery of the East Coast. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now um, the the current Sauvignon Blanc 2022, which is the wine that Leah and I particularly love, um, mm -hmm. their aim was to showcase the fruit's purity of wine class bay wine so, glass bay yeah which is often described as a reminiscent of gooseberries passion fruit and lychees yeah see i love passion fruit and lychees so no wonder i love it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. um so that's that's a yeah beautiful wine and and one of the others that isn't too far away was another favorite of ours wasn't it like devil's corner it's, yeah um, and we so can what's get your that, favorite devil's corner i think it might be pinot gris pinot gris but we can get devil's corner wine 
here, which is which is nice. You don't have to buy it online. You can actually go to Uncle Dan's and get get Devil's Corner, which I'm pretty happy about. But yeah, and like, yeah. and that's amazing too. It's only ten minutes from um, from Bichino. Yes. Uh, so you got these world class quality wines mm. that like are just so close. Now that they're they're. Cellar door is open from 10 to 5. It's open seven days. Um, you can pre-book a hosted tasting or a premium tasting in the Devil's Den. The premium guided tasting uh, tastes six premium wines. takes about 45 minutes, 25 bucks. Mm. And I think that if you purchase wine that can come yeah, in, you know, you yeah. get that back. But you can do your own, like a little tasting paddle yeah, too. Yeah, you can you? do a tasting paddle and that's about 30 minutes. That's 18 bucks. Mm. Uh, a hosted what, wine. Thirty minutes for six tastings. I think that's obviously you know would take us a lot less than that. <laughs> Land. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got a host. You've got a hosted wine tasting. Yeah. That's about forty-five minutes. That's twenty dollars. Yeah. And the wine and, and chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, the wine and chocolate one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. Four wine pairings. Uh, it's self-guided. I'm mm. not sure what that means, self-guided. But anyway, <laughs> now that's 45 minutes and 35 dollars. I'm assuming that'd be with. Um, I mean, you do it yourself. But it'll also be with their red wines. I yeah. would say. Or the, their sweet wines to go with the chocolate. Yeah. yeah so, so they pair it. Yeah. So right. um, yeah. Devil's Corner Cellar yeah. Door opened December 2015 after a huge renovation with new iconic. Viewing platforms, yeah. 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 Um, so the backdrop, you know, overlooking the, the uh the beautiful Frassinay Peninsula and the lagoon now. Yeah. I think it's Molden Lagoon. Yeah. Look oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And beautiful wine, you know, like that's um yeah, so definitely worth a visit to to those two um to those two wineries. Well yeah. on the deck you, yeah. they've got the, their restaurant there which is open from ten to four. Yeah. Is called Fishers. Uh, try their uh, freshly opened oysters oh, or delicious mussels yes. straight from their partner, Frasnay Marine Farm, just down the road at Coles Bay. They've also got fresh fish and they do a great burger. So we yeah, perfect. All so if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna go to Devil's Corner, you've got a time Time it so that you can have, have lunch. lunch there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Next on our little journey uh, today was uh, we were leaving Bichonneau and the wine area there to travel about just uh, around 40 kilometres, not that much, on beautiful scenic drive, uh, to Coles Bay, which was, is the main entrance into Freycinet National Park where we were spending um, a couple of nights and actually my birthday. So it's, um, yeah. It was. Yeah. So Coles Bay's on one side and then you drive through and, and um, into the National Park, yeah. And we were staying at the Freysonet Lodge, I think it was called. Anyway, yes, let's, we were. Yeah. So let's tell, you want to tell us a bit about um, Freysonet? Look, Freysonet, look, how do I describe it? <laughs> well, Freysonet National Park is 169 square kilometres. So it's only about the tenth of the size of Cradle Mountain National Park. It's not huge, but it is so scenic. You've got the um, the Hazard Mountains and the the waterway on one side, which is a bay, and then you've got the surf, which is, you know, smashing on the other side, and you've got the lookouts that you can go up to and stuff. So anyway, you go. You describe it. I won't get going. Look, it's... Um... I just couldn't believe it. Even from when you drive over the hill down 
you know, through Col Coles Bay. Yeah. The view, it's that's Oyster Bay. That's the Great Oyster Bay, they so, call yeah. it. So you, yeah, so you drive down and... There's a little you, town at Coles Bay. Yeah, and yeah. And you just, shops and but stuff. But the view just of as you come over the top of that hill mm. of the bay is just amazing. And then you drive... Well, that's, we stopped there and, and we could see our accommodation on the other side. Correct, just yeah. see, sort of see the roofs in amongst well, the trees. What we was hoping was our accommodation. Yeah, that's true. Um, and as it turned out, it was. Look, uh, how do I how do I do it? I can't do it that justice. Um, well, the this is the national park. There's yes. a, the national park there. The park is best known for the stunning beauty of wine glass bay mm. uh, and, it's and crystal clear water and curvaceous white beaches yeah. and the curvaceous i know you probably sound like that's a bit of a wank but that's what it's like yeah, yeah. um the diversity of the coastal landscape is dramatic it with is. rocky coves yes and surging surf around one corner and sheltered bays and mm. sandy beaches around the yeah, next yeah which is sort of what i said and, and from our accommodation, we could we could see one of those beautiful bays going. Yeah, that, well, that well, that was Oyster Bay. Yes. Uh, the Hazard, a spectacular granite mountain range mm. that rises dramatically from the sheltered turquoise bays. Yes. Providing breathtaking views and breathtaking views, you've got no idea. Now, the, there's there's uh, following a thirty-one kilometer long trail, the Frasnay Circuit walk takes in many pristine beaches over two or three days walkers can also be challenged by climbing to the top of mount frassinay which is 620 meters now yeah that, so that's the thing you know people do go there to hike um you know the, the different um tracks of course um and there's a couple of luxury resorts and which we were staying in one i think the most popular walk is basically up to the wine glass bay lookout, lookout yep, yeah, yep, which is the correct. one we did. Yep. Um, and on the way, there are quite um, a lot of vantage points where you can stop and, and take in the views. And um, most of the way, you actually stop and you're looking back towards Coles Bay mm -hmm. um, and Oyster Bay. Um, yeah, so until you get to the top, that's right. So, but it's just you're not sort of everyone's sort of thinking about the wine glass bays where you want to go and look, but actually as you're going up looking back down over oyster bay is just as beautiful yeah sure yeah, absolutely yeah really nice and um it's sort of one way up and then the, the track splits i think sort of about That's halfway great. up isn't it and um we got up to the the lookout um uh, the wine glass bay lookout yeah they yeah. say that the actual total walk should be take between about one and a half and two hours yeah the day that we went, yeah, unfortunately, it was very, very windy. Yeah, it was so windy because what we planned to do was walk up to the lookout and go down the thousand odd stairs to actually get onto One Glass Bay Beach. Yeah, and then rather than walk back up those stairs with my old war injury, we were going to there's a little track you can go across um, to the uh, other side, and there's a water taxi um, picks you up. And so we worked out what time that was going to pick us up and we we're going to do our walk. But it was literally gale force winds and they, there was no boats going out no. anywhere that day. And you, if you go and have a look at the stories on our Instagram at Beach Travel Wine, you'll see um, there's a video of just how absolutely windy, you know, it was at the top. I was actually quite nervous 
um, this is sort of a, a viewing platform and you, people sort of walk along and, and do a bit of a loop up the top at, at the lookout, don't they, and come back. And I just, I quickly did it. I was, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat anyway. Um, but I had to see the the view from up there, which once again, there's photos of that on their website, which are just beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, like how can I, the, the only thing you can describe the hmm. views from that lookout are just wow. Yeah. It's yeah. just incredible. I, it's almost you know, <laughs> it, almost speechless on how beautiful it mm. is. So, um, but coming back down, even you know, I I actually enjoyed the the walk back down because it took another bit of a track, and you were, you just sort of yeah, the beautiful um, you know the the bush and the the scenery, yeah, it, yeah, really really beautiful. But there's a bit of a sad thing about Wine Glass Bay. Yes. Like Lyle asked me this earlier and I wish I didn't know. And How did Wine Glass Bay get its name? Yeah. Okay, let's see. In the early 1800s, there were whalers and sailors working and living in the area. The whalers would set out in small boats from the shore to chase and harpoon passing whales. Before towing them back to shore to be butchered, Whenever this happened, the bay would turn red with blood, like red wine in a glass. Yuck. Now, that's what the legend says. <laughs> uh, I Even when I read that, I thought, oh, that's a bit yeah. untidy, um, especially because it's such a beautiful, beautiful yeah, area. Yeah, they probably don't want people knowing that. So well done. We've, we've okay. shared that with, with 70 so, different countries yeah, yeah. around the world. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Frassinet was declared a national park back in 1916. Okay. So they recognised how beautiful yeah, it was. how beautiful it was then. And and seriously, it is. If you're going to go to Tasmania, put it way way up near the top of the list, yeah. if not at the top of the list. Now, the place we stayed. Which... I was going to say now. Let's talk about where we stayed because we did we did sort of um, splurge a little bit because it it was my birthday. Twenty fifth birthday was it? Yeah. Anyway, was and. We so, stayed at Fresnay Lodge. Beautiful, beautiful. We spot. had a premium spa cabin. We did. Now, um, and so that when you walk in, you know, you've got uh, immediately you've got views out on your little deck to Oyster Bay. It's called, yeah. Yes, and then um, part of the room to the off to the side is a lovely, great big sort of bathtub, and with sort of a huge window overlooking the. Um, the bay as well so you know i i'd said i think instantly i'm certainly going to be having a sav blanc in in there um, yes you did <laughs> well, interesting it was quite funny because it was Leanne's birthday and and um uh yes. it was it was, was going to be our spoil uh anyway i decided i was going to get an upgrade and um uh to 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 these rooms and when i rang i i said to them um you know i'd, I'd like an upgrade for two nights on our book and told them who we were and i said how much is that and they said three hundred dollars and i said oh that's not bad and they said that's per night yeah. <laughs> anyway so but, but the we... rooms the rooms were yeah as beautiful. nice as we've ever stayed yeah, was... anywhere in the world yeah it the was, view was fabulous. And as it turned out, after we came down from the walk, the, remember it started to rain mm. and we thought, wow. Yeah, we can just sit here and enjoy ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and just enjoy sitting, mm. watching the rain. And it was just fabulous. The amenities were as yeah. good as you'd get. 
And then um, they had a mini bar there. Yeah, okay, we'll, go, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but we, the, it rained for a little while and then the sun came out and just in time for us to head down to happy hour and out the back of the restaurant area of the, of the resort, they have a huge deck um, and stairs where you can walk down to the bay if you want to. And, you know, we found a little spot out there and, and had a glass of wine. And I got some absolutely stunning photos and videos of the sun setting over Oyster Bay. Like there's some of my favourite photos that I, that I took in the whole trip. Um, but there's a the, we, we were there two nights, so we, we went to both places, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, they've got a little, like, cafe, I suppose, bistro, mm. well, more a bistro, mm. which is called Richardson's. Yeah. Um, the food was great. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Then the following night we went to... Yeah, the, the Bay Restaurant. Mm. Um, and once again, I, they had like a selection of oysters, which I got a photo of, which were just, you know, pretty little flowers on them and everything. That was gorgeous. Yeah. Look, look the, it's certainly not cheap. No. But You I don't say, go there for cheap, lot. Yeah, I, what I was about to say is that for value for money, mm. put it this way, I wouldn't hesitate to go back yeah, there. It yeah. was just magnificent. And what they they've got a couple of special things in the restaurant. Mm. Um, they've got a host. Uh, let me just read this: hosted food and wine tasting. Mm. Uh, it's eighty dollars per head, and it's uh, six wines. Uh, spend the afternoon sipping superb wines from vineyards across the east coast, discovering the history behind each drop, and savoring. Perfectly paired canopies. Yeah. Why didn't we do that? The reason we didn't do that is because we didn't know. They also do a, a Tasmanian tasting. Uh, finish your day exploring the Frasinate Peninsula with a self-guided Tasmanian wine, whiskey, or gin tasting overlooking a great oyster bay. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I, and I think just that gives you a bit of an idea of what's around what what how actually classy and beautiful and glamorous to stay at this place was mm. um well can i just tell a little story before we finish on on Fresenay lodge would that be okay you got anything else I you know want to what you're going to say <laughs> so um when we went to check out um uh, of of uh Fresenay um, lodge yeah Fresenay lodge that's correct we uh, went in to uh, pay the bill yes. and I said to the lady, uh, we we only had, because the, the mini bar was just full of, you know, goodies. goodies. And, um, you know, I, we didn't want to eat. We, well, we did ha- we'd already eaten at the restaurant and stuff, but we were trying not to eat too much of I it. I think we had like a bottle of champagne when we first got there yeah. after our walk. But I think there were little thing. chocolate bars and we might have had one of those each or something. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I said to her, this is what we had. Um, you know, I was waiting for her to, to add that to the price. She said, oh, the, the mini bar was free, everything in there you, you could have had. And so we'd had two days of, if I'd known that, I would have had my pockets full. But anyway. Well, we, yeah, either that or we probably wouldn't have enjoyed the restaurant because we would have been, you know, probably had a few too many. But look, the, yeah. yeah. Freysonay National Park, Freysonay Lodge, Coles Bay, Oyster Bay, all that area, You def- and the wineries around there. You know, do yourself a favour. I think the population again in Coles Bay is about three hundred and ninety-five people. Yeah, definitely worth a um, a visit to this gorgeous area in Tasmania. So as we wrap up our podcast today, um, you know, I hope you've in, enjoyed. I've certainly enjoyed going back to these places, and you know, everywhere we talk about, it just makes me want to go back and spend more time. There isn't there isn't a place that I wouldn't like to go back to, and um, in Tasmania and. We definitely will because you know if you if you love scenery, 
if you love um, seafood, uh, other beautiful food, nice wine, you just you can't go past Tasmania, I don't think. No. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So as we say every week, we're in this part of our little road trip from in St Helens through Bichino to uh, Freycinet. Where was your favourite place to have a wine? Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Uh, are we talking lunchtime or are we talking sunset? Does it matter? Well, yeah, it does because... Why don't you leave the sunset to me? Okay, okay. So for lunch, my favourite place was Devil's Corner. Okay. Beautiful Pinot Gris, beautiful food, beautiful outlook, spectacular. Yeah, okay. Well, I've got two, um, but the one I'm going to choose is... uh, My favourite food was in St Helens, (laughs) so that almost makes me want to choose the wine because of the view and... You know the the food there and um yeah, good point yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just yeah gorgeous but i'm going to say um at frasene lodge on the the deck at the sunset for a few reasons it was my birthday and i felt very spoiled and it was very romantic it was actually. romantic and i just as i said i got some beautiful photos and i just enjoyed that that whole experience you know even though we were road tripping it still felt like we were Living the high life was very, yeah, it was it was a very nice evening and, and very nice wine and, you know, I just loved the whole outlook of that. So thank you for that. No, it's my absolute pleasure. What, what gonna... is it? It's uh, El Gusto Es Mio. Yeah, what are you going to do next? You find it? So you've got to keep, you've got to keep lifting the, raising the bar, sunshine. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I just think the only, the only disappointing Thing was um, not realizing that the, the mini bar was the free. Bar was free. Oh, so man. well, it's I mean, not free. You pay for it, but sure. Anyway. But I mean, it doesn't matter how much you travel. You still, you know, muck things up, don't you? It's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. but like seriously, yeah. As Leanne said, Tasmania is spectacular. So uh, if you'd like to see the pictures I've been talking about, um, or just read a bit more information, um, I do show notes with every episode and and put as many photos in those show notes as I can. So if you head over to our website at beachtravelwine.com, episode 48, or there is a a button at the top of our website now that just says Tasmania, and if you click on that, that will show you all the different um, podcasts and show notes that in in this series, but this particular one is episode 48 um and feel free to reach out on instagram at beach travel wine and tell us where you've been in tassie we'd we'd love to hear wouldn't we darling yes we would and next week next week's episode or uh coming up was all about the the bottom area of tasmania um through the tasman arch and down to our stay at port arthur which does involve more food and more wine surprisingly enough let's hope so yes all right so until next week it's uh adios from me and hasta luego for me bye